Lawyers of Reddit, what was the least defendable case ever brought to you? Probably my client charged with statutory assault, multiple accounts, who impregnated his high school sweetheart's daughter after sleeping with said daughter from the ages of 13 to 15. He was 35 at the time of the birth. DNA in the form of a baby is strong evidence for the state. I had a client who won just shy of a seven-figure settlement in a personal injury case. She then dropped into my office to ask me to file a fee dispute against the attorney who represented her in the personal injury action. That attorney took a little over $260,000 on this case. If you're doing the math at home, this guy took a 27% fee on the type of case where 40% fees are common, did a fantastic job because the woman got nearly a million dollars, and then she turned around and tried to sue him to recover any of his fees. I rejected the case out of hand and then got an ethics complaint for discriminating against her. It kind of sounds like this lady just needs to take the win. She's being really greedy here. A woman wanted me to sue her previous lawyer for charging her a lot of money but producing almost no work to justify his fees. She gave me what she told me was the lawyer's total work product, a page printed off the internet for which she said she was charged thousands of dollars for legal advice. She had already brought a claim via my jurisdiction's disciplinary body for lawyers. She had lost and wanted to bring an appeal. The judgment kept referring to documents that I hadn't seen. I pushed her to give me everything, and she came in with multiple files full of immaculate legal work that totally justified the fees she was fighting. We told her to get lost, but she wasted a lot of my time before we realized she was full of it. So, this guy ordered a pizza, and nowhere was it specified that the delivery was supposed to be done in under 30 minutes. But the guy assumed it because movies. The delivery arrived one hour later, and it wasn't even necessary to apologize. They brought him his order and an additional beef pizza. The guy wanted our firm to sue them because he's Hindu, doesn't eat beef, and apparently felt offended. You're really fishing for a lawsuit. Sounds like someone's just looking for some easy money. A friend of mine was in a case where a guy was accused of graffiti vandalism, among other things, and the conversation with the judge went like this. Sir, did you make this graffiti? No, I did not, but it has your signature at the end. Yeah, an artist has to sign his work. Case closed. Some people really need to learn to just keep their mouths shut. I worked in-house for a famous character company with a large fan base. A few crazies a year would call in. A guy called in claiming that we stole characters that he created and demanded to be compensated. I calmly asked them to provide more details so that I can determine whether this has any merit to it. He states he designed the characters himself and gave it to the well-known actual creator when he was a kid, and the creator pawned them off as his own. I asked him when he was born, and it's a good 20 years after these characters were actually created. I ask him to explain this, and he pivots and says he also created some other well-known famous characters and brands. Characters and brands that are not owned by my company. I kindly ask that if he wants to pursue anything to send us something in writing and hang up. I figured if he wasn't going to do some really basic research on his own claim, he wasn't going to spend any time to write it up. Never heard from him again. My dad had a client who went on trial for being a felon in possession of firearms, possession of stolen property, burglary, and distribution of narcotics. 
The guy had multiple pictures of himself on Facebook holding guns, drugs, and cash, and had videos of himself both breaking into someone's house and stealing a gun, as well as selling hard drugs on several occasions. Despite my dad basically telling this genius he was going to prison either way and to plead for a reduced sentence, the dude still pled not guilty. We occasionally joke that the guy clearly wasn't competent to stand trial by virtue of being so dumb. Not my client, but my dad and the hospital he worked at was sued by a gentleman after he saved his wife's life. Here's the situation. Patient is pregnant with eighth child and miscarries. The fetus is removed, but the patient starts bleeding uncontrollably. The only option available is a hysterectomy. It was either that or she dies right there on the table. My dad gets called in to do the surgery, performs it successfully, and everyone's happy. Except it turns out the patient's husband is quite devout and beyond peeved that his wife can't have kids anymore. So he sued the hospital. No firm would represent him, and he ended up bringing proceedings himself. Went all the way to trial, and he lost hard. Yeah, that's an incredibly hard argument to make in court. There was no other option for your wife to live. Either way, she wasn't going to be giving you any more kids. It sounds like the husband is only upset because in his mind, he's now stuck with a wife who can't bear children. Instead of if she had passed away, he could have remarried. The whole situation is just gross. The client lived on a large riverfront block. She had a jetty for a boat. Her large tree fell over in a storm and landed mostly in the water, making it difficult to moor her boat. She wanted us to sue the government for not taking away her fallen tree. That tree's your personal property. You have to deal with it. It's not the government's. I represented a tree trimming company that went to the wrong address and cut down all the mature trees in that yard. The right address was 100 North X Street. The company went to 100 South X Street and just went straight at it, hacking away. I still have no idea why the insurance company didn't just settle that pre-suit. Not a lawyer, but I was a jailer, and I used to pull double duty as a bailiff. A guy stole a pickup truck and was later captured, passed out behind the wheel, parked on a sidewalk surrounded by a ludicrous amount of drugs and guns. He had elected to represent himself because he wasn't done being stupid. His legal defense? Double jeopardy. You can't charge me for theft, drugs, and felon in possession of a weapon because I've already been convicted of all those charges before. In short, during his jury trial, he admitted to doing it, but explained with a smug grin that since he had already done time for the same charges from another case before that, he couldn't be prosecuted for them ever again. This is not how double jeopardy works, folks. He's in prison now for 20 years. If he'd taken legal counsel, he easily could have cut a deal for five. Surely this guy understands the flaws in his own logic, right? Like, come on, you're going to go to court with that? A dad in his 60s hadn't been paying child support for decades, and he owed more than 60k for two kids who were now adults. He was basically living at a farm in the middle of nowhere, so no one could find him. He worked for cash, so the money couldn't be garnished from anywhere. He then came into an inheritance which was deposited into his bank account and promptly confiscated by family maintenance. He wanted it back, apparently. The dude's just upset that he finally had to pay something. A lady was sacked by a large company. They had caught her embezzling money to fund a gambling habit. They had clear evidence the embezzling had occurred, and she didn't deny it. She sued the company for $300,000 for unfair dismissal. My sister's firm represented the company against this woman. The case was so easy, the firm gave it to my sister as her first ever solo attempt. My sister screwed it up. Badly. 
Not only did she lose, the court awarded the woman $500,000 instead of the $300,000 she asked for. In the end, it was a good career move. The partners all knew her name and dropped into her office one by one to offer their sympathy. I would have loved to hear some more details on exactly how this went so bad. Worked in family law in California for like two years before deciding I'd hang myself if I didn't change career paths. In California, the obligation to pay spousal support or alimony ends when the recipient begins cohabitation with a new romantic partner. A guy who was positively getting ripped in half in his monthly payments came to my office and said he was aware of the rule about cohabitation and wanted to argue his point in court. You see, his ex was a narcissist. She was in love with and had begun cohabitation with herself. Her presence in her apartment should count the same as if it were a romantic partner there. He was bordering on begging me to take his money. I refused. Buddy, the lawyer's trying to do you a favor and save you some money. Just listen to him. My brother's a lawyer. His client took a backhoe, dug up a standalone ATM, and scooped it onto a flatbed truck. Then, and only then, noticed a security camera nearby filming everything. He got some black spray paint out of his truck, went up two inches away, really nice view of his face, and sprayed the camera lens. He insisted on pleading not guilty. I read a patent and told my bosses it was both invalid and infringed by no one. It had 10 means 4 elements in each patent claim that no one would practice, or that weren't supported in the written description. The partners, my bosses, new to patent litigation, sued on the patent anyway, using young, inexperienced, unseasoned attorneys in the firm. Three years later, after billing the client millions of dollars, every defendant won by proving each claim either not infringed or invalid. Then, my my employer appealed and billed the client another buttload of money, with a young attorney in charge of the appeal that didn't understand the underlying issues on any level, because he was a former teacher instead of a patent attorney. It was such a bad patent, no one would settle at any point in the case. My bosses were bloodsucking trolls. I quit for these and similar parallel reasons. The firm finally imploded. I'm a paralegal. Local guy in his 20s decides to go rob his dealer. He got the wrong apartment. When a college girl opened the door, he shot her and fled. She laid there for hours just out of reach of her cell phone and listened to it ring while her mom called. She lived. A neighbor found her. Now she's paralyzed from the neck down and her face is very deformed. This is a small town. During the trial, the jury was shown just how strung out on drugs he was and how he even bragged to a few friends that he shot someone. That's pretty hard to defend. He got 40-something years. The girl that drove him to and from the apartment was also given jail time. This one's just sad to hear. That someone innocent was hurt for no real reason. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
I had a guy who wanted me to sue the city because the city took too long to bust his neighbor's illegal garbage disposal business. The guy claimed his neighbor's house had mice because of the garbage truck that was parked there when it wasn't hauling garbage. He said the neighbor's mice were causing his house to have mice, reducing the value of his house so he couldn't sell it. I asked him how long he'd been trying to sell his house. He said he wasn't trying to sell it yet. I asked him what he had done about the mice so far. He said he tried to call the city to have them get rid of the mice, but the city refused. I asked when he reported the neighbor's illegal garbage disposal business. He told me he never reported it. The city just towed the garbage truck after the neighbor was arrested for some unrelated crime, a DUI. I asked the guy how he knew all this, and he said the neighbor and him were partners in the illegal garbage disposal business, and his neighbor's old lady told him about the arrest and the towed garbage truck. Like, dude... What do you want me to do in this situation? If you take this to court, you're just gonna go to jail too. Are you really thinking this through? I was representing an independent mortgage broker from a small town on the East Coast. One day, he just up and left without notifying his clients. Fast forward a few months later, and one of his former clients discovers significant mistakes in her residential mortgage paperwork that caused massive issues with the bank, costing thousands in legal fees to rectify. Naturally, she wants to recover damages. Only, the broker can't be found. The office is boarded up for non-payment of rent. His house is up for sale, and nobody knows where he went. The only indication of his whereabouts was his Facebook profile. He was swimming with dolphins somewhere sunny with his teenage daughter, which infuriated the plaintiff. Fortunately, he'd paid his insurance up front and it hadn't expired, so he would be defended by us through the insurer. When I finally got in touch with him after around two months, he explained that he'd lost all interest in the profession about a year ago. Since then, he took on clients or helped existing ones, but with basically zero financial background checks and basically no regard for structure or timing of the transaction. He was rubber stamping everyone and everything. His work was so shoddy and his file management so poor that we basically had nothing to go on. He was dead to rights, and he didn't care at all. Then one day, he declared bankruptcy, signed the house over to a trustee, and got a short-term visa to live in Australia where his daughter was studying. We settled that one quickly as he had no intentions of returning for trial and we'd probably never be paid. I mean, hey, at least it's over quickly, I guess. We had a client skip bail and run. I looked him up on Facebook and he had posted a photo of the bond paperwork and a bunch of $20 bills. The post read something like, Man, F the law and my bondsman. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Blah, blah, typical hood stuff. We live in BFE, Texas. Dude is not a gangster. Anyways, he didn't realize that the only reason we bonded him was because we were going to represent him. We withdrew the bond and the case. In the motion to withdraw, we quoted his Facebook post and attached a copy of it as Exhibit A when we filed it. I have a relative who's a lawyer. She worked for a hospital on a wrongful life case that was pretty miserable. The plaintiff had given birth to a baby with very severe congenital deformities. The plaintiff sued every health professional she saw while pregnant, claiming that if they had told her about the deformities, she would have aborted. A quick look at medical records shows that the plaintiff never really pursued prenatal care. She went to a local emergency room very early in her pregnancy to get a pregnancy test, apparently common in impoverished communities, and she later returned to that same ED a month later with abdominal pain. The ED doc did an ultrasound on her belly and determined the fetus was not in distress, but he didn't do a thorough exam because he wanted to figure out where the belly pain was coming from, not do an organ scan like an OB would. 
but she sued that hospital. Then she was arrested for check fraud and saw a physician in jail, but she didn't tell that doc about her pregnancy, so he didn't do an ultrasound at all. But she sued whoever provides that healthcare. The jail, maybe? It's just a sad, sad case that the hospital won handily. This one's a little more messed up, but it's come up a couple times now. If you haven't done your own due diligence and had the problem trying to be taken care of properly through the correct channels, it's really hard to take anything to court. It's hard to place that blame on someone else when you didn't put in any of the work to prevent it in the first place. I represent condo and homeowners associations. One of my condo association clients wanted to evict some tenants because they were fat. I'm not even joking. Now, the law does, in some cases, allow the association to evict non-owner tenants. This is very fact-specific, however. I spent a long time trying to elicit from my client exactly what these tenants were doing that warranted eviction. Well, they're just disgusting people. They're fat. (sighs) You can't evict someone just because they're fat. We didn't end up filing suit. My dad was a patent and trademark attorney about 10 years ago and worked for a pharmaceutical company. The owner of the company adopted the slogan, Just Do It, not knowing that the trademark belonged to Nike. When the owner found out that the trademark belonged to one of the biggest companies in the world, rather than change the slogan and avoid a lawsuit, he calls up Nike and expresses how funny he thinks it is that they have the same slogan. My dad got them to settle the case, and the catchphrase was later changed. The guy literally just called up Nike to say, hey, sue me. Luckily, I was on the other side of one of these ridiculous cases. I live in an area where liquor licenses are extremely, extremely valuable commodities. They can be transferred from one person to another, which is often easier than convincing a municipality to issue you a new one for your bar or restaurant. My client was opening up a new restaurant and found some wackadoo who had a liquor license that he wasn't using. I believe his bar previously folded. He agreed to sell his license to my client for about $250,000. The contract had a minor notice provision, something like you have to send notice of whatever in seven days. My client's former lawyer dropped the ball and sent it in 10 days. Now the wackadoo received full payment, but decided that because this minor notice provision was breached, he was entitled to keep both the license and the money. There's a doctrine of law called material breach of contract which in a nutshell means you can only sue for breach of contract if the breach materially impacts your contract rights. For example, if my client had failed to pay for the license, that would be a material breach of contract. But getting a notice document three days late when full payment had already been made? Yes, it is a technical breach of contract. But no court in the United States of America would deem that to be a material breach. And certainly no court would let the wackadoo keep the license and the money. So we sued the wackadoo who represented himself. He fought okay for a pro se, but the judge of course ruled against him because his position was crazy. The wackadoo kept the money and my client got the license. In law school doing legal aid, my client was charged with uttering threats. He said something like, I'm going to put you six feet underground to his ex-girlfriend while brandishing a large knife. His defense was that yes, he said it, but he wasn't uttering threats. He just wanted to scare her into legitimately thinking he was going to kill her because at the time he was angry and he wanted her dead. He thought this was a full defense. Dude, what are you doing? We were defending a hostile workplace claim. I'm speaking with the manager who allegedly threatened violence against the plaintiff. I tell him one of the allegations is that he threatened to kill the plaintiff during his annual review. The manager says, no way. 
All I did was, he opens his desk drawer and places a pistol on the desk in front of me. Was put this gun on the table. It wasn't even pointed at him. A woman was getting sued following a car accident. I asked her what happened. She said, well, I meant to hit the brake, but accidentally hit the gas and rear-ended them. Well, crap, I'm not winning that one. As a former public defender, I'd say roughly 50% of the cases assigned to me were completely undefendable, typically because of some combination of video evidence, police wear body cams where I was practicing, multiple credible eyewitnesses, my client's name and driver's license on a pawn ticket for stolen goods, or my client just straight up admitted to the police that they did it. I don't want to get into specifics because of attorney-client privilege, but I had a few clients who, at our initial meeting, would say they were innocent, it's all a big misunderstanding, and so on. Then I'd show them a video of the police busting in their trailer. Client is on top of his significant other, beating the crap out of her with two children under five present, and then proceeds to fight with the police and ends up getting tased and peeing himself. We could have won that one if only being on lethal amounts of bath salts was a defense. My firm had a guy call in about their son getting hurt at school and them wanting to sue. The kid dislocated his shoulder and brings a doctor's note to sit out. The kid decides screw it and plays anyway. Dislocates shoulder again and now needs surgery. Dad wants to sue the school. This kid is 17 years old. Yeah, I hate to say it, but your kid needs to be making his own decisions at that point. At the age of 17, he should have a little bit more interest in his own well-being. This guy had this whole story about how the cops came into his house illegally without a warrant or consent. The story sounded really good, and I was excited to get the ball rolling. And he finished the 30-minute story up by telling me that he opened the door while cops and rival gangsters were outside and fired a couple rounds before closing the door back up behind him. He thought that as long as he went home afterwards, he could do whatever he wanted and the police couldn't arrest him without a warrant. Uh, if you open your door and straight up start shooting at police officers, yeah, they're going to come get you. They don't need a warrant. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.